Every once in a while, um, God pushes you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> um, and uh, I decided to preach a different message than I had written. <laughs> um, and, and this is going to sound really unspiritual, but it came to me as I watched football this afternoon. Because it was a dark day for me. The Packers won and the Vikings lost. <laughs> and so in the darkness of the afternoon... I'm just kidding. You, it, 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 it did bring me back, though, thinking about um, last year. Trying to remember some of the glory days, maybe. And uh, the Vikings had a game last year that has gone down in the history of the NFL, right? The greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. We're at halftime. They were down by 33 points, down 33 to nothing, and came back to win it. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine what it felt like, well, there were two different attitudes in the locker room as you kind of listen to what coaches and players were talking about. Um, there was a lot of despair, right? Like, how in the world? Nobody in the history of the NFL has ever come back from something like this. There's no chance. There's no hope. No way we'll ever win this. And then one player, I don't even remember who it was, said, we only need five touchdowns. (laughs) They made the comeback. Now, the, the point isn't their comeback. The point of the story as, as I remember listening to a pastor say, when you go back and you remember those games where there's this massive comeback, and the Packers have had their share of comebacks over the years too, and if you remember those football games where it seemed hopeless and then they come back and they win it, after you know the ending of the story, what's your favorite part of the game? The part where all hope was lost. Right? So I go back, I watch the game with people, and they're down. The next point brings them down even further, and you're like, just wait. Something's going to happen. Something's going to change. And, and there's points in our lives where just knowing the ending of the story, knowing that the game ends in victory, changes, completely changes the points of hopelessness in the middle. And and it's a helpful reminder for us because, you know, as we go through life and as we go through this world, we find ourselves getting weak and weary and worn out. And and we find ourselves in moments where all we see is the battle in front of us. All we see is the darkness around us. And we think, I can't even imagine a world in which anything could get better in the world or in my life. I just can't see it. All I see in front of me is darkness. And it's helpful to remember that because when the book of Revelation was written, it was written to a church in that situation. They were beat down. They were wore out. They had been persecuted heavily. They were being killed constantly. They they saw no hope of anything in the future. Um, they felt like they were down 33 to nothing at halftime. And so God, through the Apostle John, 
says, I have a message for you, and I'm going to show you something. Something that you can't see right now, something that doesn't make any sense to you right now. And actually, John's showing them in the book of Revelation not just what's going to happen in the end. He's actually showing them what's happening right now in heaven. When the book was written and right now as we're sitting here. And what he shows them is victory. The victory is not yet to come. The victory is now. And it's working itself out now in heaven. And we don't feel it. We don't see it. But John says, let me open your eyes a little bit to what's going on in heaven right now so that you can see there's victory. And and what the first thing in this passage that that John sees in heaven is, is an elder And if you remember earlier on in the book of Revelation, the elders are seated on thrones in heaven, victorious thrones, and they're gathered around the Messiah, and the elder is kind of encouraging the church on earth. You have the church on earth in the midst of the struggle and the battle and the weariness and the darkness, and the church who's triumphed and is sitting in victory in heaven is looking down saying, don't miss the point that there's victory for us. It's coming. Some are already there in victory. And, and, and they speak to the church. They speak to us tonight. They say, weep no more, because behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. He says, not only are we just sitting up here in victory, let me tell you why we're sitting up here in victory. Because we have a Savior who came from the line of Judah who's a lion. And he's completely overcome. And as we were reminded this morning, he didn't just overcome a little bit. Jesus says, no, I've I've overcome the world. And right now he's seated ruling and reigning victorious on the throne in heaven with the church throughout the ages seated around him and reminding us that there's victory and reminding the church in the midst of their struggle, blind to that reality, that there's victory. And yet, what kind of changes on us is when we're given this picture in our minds, here's a lion, he's he's conquering, right? He's vicious, he's strong, And then as the camera pans for us to see that lion, we see something different. He says, between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. And that's the same person. The lion is the lamb. The lamb is the lion. And what it's the reminder is the lion is there to remind us that Jesus has victory through the resurrection and his ascension into heaven. But the Lamb is a reminder that of how he achieved that victory. Through suffering. Through death on the cross. Through burial. Through resurrection. Through the grave. He didn't accomplish his victory despite those things. He accomplished his victory through the suffering through the pain, through the death. And we need to be reminded of that 
repeatedly, don't we? Because when we feel like we're down at halftime and there's no hope and we have no idea what's going to happen, we just can't see it. And, and we start to think there's no hope. It's never going to get better. We get tired, more tired, more tired. We get more worn out. We become more blind to reality. And what we need in those moments is God's word, maybe a faithful friend to come in and say, lift your eyes. All we need is five more touchdowns. (laughs) And actually, not even that. You need somebody to come in and say, we don't need any more touchdowns. (laughs) The victory has been won. Christ has overcome. He's seated on his throne right now. As you go through this darkness, as you go through this trial, as you go through this difficulty, our Savior has overcome. And, and because he's overcome, because he's already won the victory, we're told we then can also overcome the trials that come, the difficulties that come, the darkness that comes. We overcome not in our own strength and not in our own ability, but we overcome by faith in Christ. That's why later on in Revelation it says they overcame him, overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Not in their own strength, but by keeping their eyes on Christ, the one who's victorious. And it's a reminder for us tonight as we, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We're reminded that he wasn't just a little baby in a manger. He was. He was also a king on the manger throne. He was also a lion in the manger. And he's the king who will overcome the world, but he'll overcome it through suffering. And, and for us in the midst of this darkness and this struggle, we're reminded that, that he came into this world and he suffered just like we did, like we do. We're told he experienced all the same pains and sufferings that we did, all the same temptations that we do, all the same struggles. He was rejected, despised, mocked, beaten. And through that, God raised him from the dead victorious, and he overcame the world. So we look to him, and we trust him to give us everything that we need in the midst of our own suffering and mocking and beating In the midst of our own darkness, light begins to break in because of our God and and our faith. And and as light breaks in, we get a little more hope, a little more strength, a little more faith to keep taking the next step. And in the midst of that, we're reminded that Christ's death, as as well as the ongoing sufferings of the church, they have been and are continually being turned into victory. All we need to do is keep lifting our eyes and seeing Christ victorious in heaven. Let's come to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful in the midst of the the chaos of this world, in the midst of the difficulties, suffering, the pain, frustration, darkness, We're thankful that we have this hope and comfort that you have overcome. And Father, we pray that as we go through our own times of darkness, go through our own difficulties, 
and we begin to lose hope, may you speak to us clearly and powerfully and remind us of this picture of your son seated on the throne victorious and the church throughout the ages seated on the throne victorious. And may you give us strength and hope and comfort to endure knowing that because of your son and his birth and his life and his death and his resurrection, we too have hope and confidence and and that we too will overcome and that one day we'll be seated on a throne with him in heaven, victorious. All God's people said, Amen. amen.